Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, it's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. Well, great news for rugby fans, So not so much. For Sam's young family, I know he'll miss them dearly, but Sam Whitelock will be jetting off to link up with the All Blacks for the upcoming rugby championship in Brisbane. Before then, he has to do a two-week MIQ in isolation. Sammy, thanks for joining us, mate. Let's let's talk about this two weeks in isolation. Is it actually full noise isolation? Yeah, uh, good to be on, Daggy. I know you've been pestering me for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I've been <laughs> who's this kind of things, but yeah, yeah. Um, to answer your question, mate, yeah, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to have two weeks uh, MIQ at this stage, hard lockdown. So it's going to be a challenge in itself. Um, just make sure that I, I, you know, can stay as fit as I can, get as ready as I can. So when I do get out, I'm not uh, on the back foot. So um, I'm sure Gilly, the trainer, has got a, a lot installed for me. I'm sure he'll have a couple of those horrific sessions that you and I um, absolutely love. Um, so there'll be a few down ups and a bit of crawling in the, in the hotel room. Yeah, so so is that what? So he'll drop in all the equipment, so you've got everything you you need during through. Because reality is, you're going to come out of two weeks, and you're pretty much into a South African game. Like you got to keep the train up contact wise. How are you going to be able to do that, mate? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to have to run into the wall or something. <laughs> it might be funny if uh, the neighbours like, what's going on next door? But. Um, like I've been doing some contact here um, since we've dropped levels, so went in and tackled a few of the Canterbury boys and um, wrestled around with a few of the big props. So I'm actually in a pretty good spot now. Like if I had to play this week, I think I, I could do that. Um, but it's just been allowed to get into the country. And obviously COVID's throwing curveballs left, right and centre, and, and that's just the way the world is now. So you just got to deal with it. Yeah, nice. Hey, uh, we've got to touch on it, mate. You've just had baby number three, little Penny. How's the family, mate? Hands all good and, and good to be home and spend some time with them before you jet off, eh? Yeah, Penelope came a couple of days early, so uh, threw a bit of a spanner in the works. I had a whole lot of jobs I was meant to do for Hannah. Um, so I'll have to get you, Dagger. You're pretty handy around <laughs> Trim the hedges and a few things like that. Um, but no, it's it's great. It's uh, Anyone that's a, a father knows how special it is. Uh, so Fred's four and a half, Iris is two and a half, and Penelope was born on the 29th, so it's it's pretty cool. That's us. We're, we're probably not going to have any more, so it's nice to know that for us as a family that this is what it is. And um, the two older kids just love Penelope to pieces. Iris is taking a little bit of time to adjust. She's yeah. been as the middle child always seems to seems to be. Um, but no, pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty cool when you get to have those cuddles and that. So 
I'm sure you'll be around at some stage, Daggy, and uh, you'll be eating all the, the bacon, <laughs> you know, just enjoying yourself. But you got to look after you, that leg of yours too, mate. Oh, my man, I can't believe it. I was actually going to say that, like, I'm here sitting in the cast. We actually started our career together. We made our debuts together against Ireland. Mate, you're still going. You're still going. You're an absolute – and you don't look like you're slowing down anytime soon. So what is the magic formula, mate? And how many more years can Sammy Whitelock go? I feel you can go for another eternity. No, I'd I'd love to say that's the case, but um, definitely, you know, still enjoying the rugby and um, being pretty – pretty hard at with looking after myself and you used to always give me a bit of stick about putting um, you know recovery tights on after and trying to drink less beers and more water and things like that which uh, you always found pretty tough but uh, you know I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot but at the same time you know you're on the wrong side of 30 so you just gotta if anything look after it a little bit more and when you know it's done you gotta walk away and uh, like I think that's always going to be hard no matter you know, where have you get to in your, your sporting career, whether you, you know, play provincial, super rugby or international, it's uh, it's never going to be nice walking away. But uh, I think when that time does come, mm. you'll look back at your career and go, man, this ride's been pretty awesome so far. Mate, well, I just touched on it. And I, I just said, you're getting better with age. You ain't slowing down. You've pretty much done everything possible a rugby player can achieve and can do in his career. So what drives you? What what keeps you going, brother? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, that one. Um, you know, I've had a, a pretty awesome career so far, and I think when I am retired, sitting in the Hawke's Bay, and uh, people like yourself come and visit, <laughs> and think, uh, time to actually sit back and reflect on how impressive and how cool a lot of things have been. Um, for myself at the moment, as any rugby player knows, it's the next week you finish one big thing and you're straight into the next one. There's not a lot of downtime between uh, teams, tournaments, um, things like that. So I think that's when a lot of that stuff will kick in around how cool, cool it has been. And um, talking to a few of the younger boys, you know, like I am a little bit older now. Um, I think Jonah played one year. I think <laughs> like Daggy, I know you played that year, so when you say that to some of the younger boys, they're like, oh, this is, you know, quite right, you, you must be pretty old. And then uh, you hear of guys being born in the year 2000, and you're going, well, I'm born in 88. Got at least 12 years on you. <laughs> Mate, you, you just seem to amaze me. And, and I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. You, you, your pockets are full because you are so tight. You're about as tight as they come. You never shout anything. So I'm not surprised that you were able to buy the biggest farm in Hawke's Bay and also another six farms on time, mate. But that's what you want to do post-rugby? You want to go back to the farm and get into the farming? Oh, the cheek of the man. Never <laughs> buys any drinks, buys all the drinks at the start and goes home early. But no, we're definitely go farming. Um, so we've got a, a place in Hawke's Bay that we can't wait to get up there um, and just do something a little bit different. Like, obviously, the rugby... Is, is crazy at the moment and still really enjoying it and it does have its challenges now especially with uh, the three on the ground um, but the farm's not going in, so if we can get up there in the next five years or so and um, get in amongst the community the community's been awesome um, every time we've been up there whether it's been for a day or two or spending a few weeks up there they've been really inviting and um, 
really nice people. So I'm sure there'll be uh, a young Israel Dag up there somewhere. I, I was thinking about it when uh, you're trying to set up the score. It's like, I wonder what Izzy's going to bring up. And I thought, shit, I might have to get in with a story before Izzy, you know, has all those free shots. And I, I think back to my first test match and Izzy was pretty confident, you know, he'd been named to start. He made, made the squad initially where I actually missed the selection and pulled in for injury cover. And then, long story short, um, managed to play, you know, get on the bench. Uh, for some reason, I'm not sure why, I managed to score a couple of tries. And DJ and Izzy went up to me as I scored, you know, I'm pumped up. This is awesome. First thing ever. And Izzy and T run up and they're just giving me shit about my, uh, about my monobrow. So, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Bring up, but I thought I'd get into him first. Hey, so yeah, you are lying. <laughs> we did not come up to you and say that, did we? I can't remember that. Hey, CJ, I'm pretty sure you were jumping over CJ too. So uh, it's funny how you get to know some people through you know challenges that we have. You know, we got to, like you said, play our first game together. So pretty cool that, um. You know, got to know each other and families and, and wives and kids and that now. And I do know that Fred uh, at a Christmas party, so maybe you need that dagger get with him, mate. Mate, I'll, I'll I'll confirm that. Little Fred Whitelock, you watch that name. You watch that kid growing up. I watched them absolutely smash my son, Cody's son, everyone's kids at this party. He was on fire. He's got speed to burn as well, so I don't know where that's come from. But anyway... He is an absolute animal. So looking forward to watching Freddie grow up, mate. And look, I was only jealous. I was only jealous because you come on for 20 minutes, we've done all the hard work, and you got two absolute meat pies in that game against Ireland. I was only jealous, man. Nah, it's funny because I think you said to me afterwards, I'm going to score more over your career, and I think I've scored probably three since that, so my strike break's not that good. <laughs> got two on debut, so I can't complain with that too much. <laughs> Right, you're an absolute champion. I'm not surprised you're still going. You, you were born for this top-level rugby. You're leading the way, most capped lock of all time. But, mate, just got to get into a couple of rugby questions before we let you go. Um, pretty clinical performance on the weekend, on Sunday, especially uh, for the All Blacks against the Wallabies. What were your takeaways from that game, mate? Yeah, it's um, it's always hard sitting and watching the kids jumping on you. But the thing I was really impressed with was um, just probably the type five. The type five... You know, did a lot of hard work there. I thought uh, Brody and, and Scooter had a had an awesome game. And then that allowed everyone else to play. Like, I thought Akira was, was awesome. But the reason he was awesome is those other big boys had massive work rates. And it just allowed Akira to to probably play the game that he, you know, can play. And, and it really suited him. And it, it's, it's really nice to see him hitting some really good form. And that'd be... Uh, what the coaches are uh, after with um, the Argentinian test coming up. Another thing I, I was really happy with is, you know, the, the red card is is never nice. And I think it's the first time the All Blacks have managed to get the win while there's been a red card. So you could see the boys out there and you'd see the communication and they were working things out as they went, which was which is nice to see rather than something like that happen can actually derail the whole team. But I thought the leaders stood up, you know, Artie and, and Coates, being taken off too for HIAs. You could see Brody, um, Bodie, um, Anton Leonard Brown, guys like that just really stepping into those roles and, 
and taking control. So really, really cool to see that um, while you're sitting at home on the couch. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. And Adi Savia, captain the side as well. Did you have any conversations with him during the week and, you know, just gave him a few tips or was it just let him be and let him do his own little little thing within the leadership environment? Yeah, uh, Fozzie talked to me beforehand, so I actually knew before Adi and <laughs> Fozzie to kind of give you the, you know, I've told him he, he's, he's keen to do it. And as soon as uh, it got announced, obviously just sent Adi a message and just said how proud and how awesome it is to, to be the leader. And um, the main thing I said to him is, look, just trust yourself and go out there and, and play well. And that's the best advice I had ever been given as a rugby player is whether you're calling lineouts or a leader or a senior player or a captain is the first thing you would do is play well. Um, there's nothing worse than the guy that's out there uh, trying to say and do everything but not actually doing anything quite um, up to the standard that's expected. So it's really easy for Artie to go out there and, and play well. And I thought he was playing really well. He was playing physical before uh, before he came off. So really nice that, um, you know, even though he would have loved to be been out there for the full 80, um, the first part of it, he was doing exactly what was expected of him. Yeah, nice, mate. I've been captain by yourself and your words couldn't, uh, you know, be spot on as they come. You're, you're an absolute champion. You walk the talk. But what I loved about you is you are still easily approachable. You got on with anyone and everyone had a connection and a bit of time for your mates. So you're an ultimate bloke. And I know you'll be taking the reins back when you get over there. But before I let you go, I've got two questions. Argentina this Sunday. Uh, this Sunday what's that going to be shaping like? And, and will they have to change things tactically to place the Argentinian side who you'll face many, many times? I'll get into your question in a minute. Hannah's just here out of, out of shot. Yeah. Just you being nice and saying nice things. She's like, what's this? What's this? Got- <laughs> Hannah, I am nice. Your <laughs> uh, question, mate. Um, I think the main thing with RG, and it, it doesn't actually matter who you play, as long as you get the, the game right, um, execution of what, what we're trying to do is all blacks. Um, and then your mindset. If you get your mindset where it needs to be, um, you know, nine times out of ten, you, you put yourself in, in a good spot to, to have the right result. And I think, like, the things that have shown over the last 18 months to, to two years is, you know, the discipline is critical. Um, and I'm not meaning just penalties. I'm meaning the discipline of playing in within, within the shape and playing what's in front allows the team to express themselves and all of a sudden you players to go out there and they're playing their natural game and they're putting opposition under pressure. So I think that discipline of trusting their instincts is, is always something that um, you need to do against a, a great side like Argentina. But you've got to do that every week as well. Um, but Argentina have shown, like last year, they, they played really well against us in the first one and it took us a, a long time in the second test. We played them to break them down. And I just think that the difference in the two tests is the first one, we probably shut up shop a little bit and we didn't play enough. Um, and the second one, we probably fell into the, the trap of not playing, uh, probably playing too much at the start. But mm. the the beauty of, of test match rugby, you kind of have to work it out on the run and um, it's great having the, the coaches and the management there, but sometimes you just got to work that out as players on the field. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. Well, just before I go, I know you love filling your pockets and you love to you love to buy a new farm somewhere. Oh, World 12s, mate. World 12s. If, if Steve Hansen come up to you and said, 
Hey, Sammy, I've got a million bucks for two, uh, for eight weeks. You keen, would you? Yeah, I didn't actually know anything about it until the other day. I hey, was it last night when uh, it must have been on the news. And, um, yeah, I was at Rugby Park today doing some doing some gym and the, the boys were talking about it. And I think it's the same as anything. You definitely look at it, um, working out what it looks like, where it fits in the calendar, all those things. I'm pretty sure you love the, the coin more than me, so you'd be out of retirement pretty quickly, mate. Get that leg sorted, get the operation done tomorrow, and you'd be sweet. <laughs> no, mate, no, mate, not me. Only only opportunity I'm going to do is coaching, but and, and, well, I don't love the game that much, so I won't be doing that. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Hey, mate, I want to appreciate I just want to say thank you for your time, Sammy. I know you're a busy man. You've got three kids. Hannah will be just waiting for you to hang up this phone so you can go change your nappy. So I'll let you go, bud. Thanks so much for your time. Travel safe and good luck for the next couple of months. And if you need anything done, bud, you know who to call. I'm handy as they come, bud. Daisy, Daisy will do well, mate. Thanks. Uh, thanks. And hopefully be on at some stage in the future too. Get you to, you know, have a bit more of a swing rather than just the old straight bat like you normally do. <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91